Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How's everybody today? It's Friday. Yay! Yay! Um, (laughs) Full full vaccination day. Full vaccination day for two of us. Yeah, two weeks out. We're good. We've actually got a studio full of vaccinated people. Yep, we do. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, It is Friday, April 19th. 16th. 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 That's why I took my glasses off. I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, so anyway, we are at a shared universe podcast studio. It's the Eastern Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce podcast and coffee. We have Chris Mad on the board. We have special co-host Ray Eckhoff from Provident Bank. And we have our guest Serena DeMasso, Assemblywoman for Legislative District 13. Yes. Oh, yeah, I got that. Um, Anyway, so and Serena is our Public Service Award winner for our Spinnaker, upcoming on June 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are very excited been, to get to know. It's been postponed twice. Now. It has, yeah, but exactly. it is not going to be postponed. It will be June 9th. Um, weather makes it so we can be a little bit outside, okay. a little bit inside, and we're very, very excited about that. Um, we also want to give a quick shout out to um, PDR, who is our corporate sponsor, Packaging Distribution Resources, so up in Island. So they are our corporate sponsor for the year, and we thank them for their support. Yes. Um, so yesterday we had – actually, Wednesday we had um, Connie Whitman. Do you, I know Ray knows Connie Whitman. We had Connie Whitman from Whitman Associates talking to us about seven sales steps – and she was great because she was talking to us about how to do sales and continue your selling and all that kind of stuff at our oh, business networking breakfast, even while on Zoom. And she was doing some great public speaking. Like she's like, you look into the camera, then you come back a little. She goes, I still use my hands. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of like me all the time. Um, but it was great because she was like, it was really helpful, everything that she was saying. Um, and she was discussing a lot of communication skills as well, like knowing what kind of communicator you are and assessing a room and who you're mm-hmm. in with. And I, I know in here we all communicate with lots of people. But I was laughing and I was telling Chris earlier this morning that one of the things I've learned by DISC assessment in the Connie speech is that I have rearranged how I speak to you because I know you're analytical and slow and I'm way. So even though we've been married for 30 years, like it's really cool that when I'm talking to you, I know now I can communicate better with you because of learning these things. So it helps in personal and professional life. That's like me and my husband. Right? He's very analytical and slow and I'm like you. He's a banker and I'm a cheerleader for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like he's like, he's gives me numbers and I go, "Mm -hmm." and I try and I really try, but all the zeros jumble up. It's really hard. And I'm like a million, 10 million. It was some even number of a lot of zeros attached to it. I don't get it. And he talks way numbers bigger than that for banking. So anyway, so then we led to our conversation in coffee on yesterday morning, Thursday morning, where we were talking about company culture and how company culture works and then how it is, um, if it's how you're going to adjust it, how you have had to adjust your company culture. Okay. Um, during the pandemic, because, you know, you're used to being in this office where certain things work and then you're not anymore. So and then so next month on the third Thursday of May, we're taking that a step further and talking about how are you going? How is your culture going to have to adjust with people coming back and how to properly bring them back and work that culture and do all that? So we're tying all of our events into everything. And then we are going to be live in person. So excited on the 20. First, which is next Wednesday at the Sheraton Eaton Town with um, Dan Simon, who's speaking to us about leading in and through crisis. 
Oh. So everything's kind of all tying in. Perfect. And then we are going into Rumson on the 27th to go to Val's newly renovated. Oh, it's awesome. I, I know. We saw it. We did. See, that's the best part about being on the business after hours committee is you have to preview everything. So you have to go out prior. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're doing the room upstairs with the little balcony oh, and great. opening the windows and the high ceiling. So we're really excited about that. So um, we have a lot of stuff coming up. You know, that's just our normal that's, month. Yeah. And then we are planning and doing all that kind of good stuff. And uh, Ray and I can tell you guys there is an end in sight to COVID. We went to a real live wedding outside in North Carolina this past weekend with everyone vaccinated. And it was such a treat. It was a treat, right? Yep. It was nice to feel real for a change. Yes. I have one coming up at the end of the month. I can hardly wait. Good. I know. It's so... It's just going to so, take a plane and everything. Are you? Yes. See, we drove. We did the nine-hour drive to North Carolina. We weren't ready for the plane yet, though. Yeah. So where are you going? Somewhere really exciting? Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, the weather's gorgeous there right now, too. Mm -hmm. It was Even in the rain, it was warm. We didn't need jackets. It was nice. Oh, great. Really nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It was really nice. You're really quiet. Got anything to say or just you, typical? You, well, you know, so you're, you're moving along pretty well. So. <laughs> This is the same thing that goes on in my house. I do all the talking and then I go like, what do you, you have nothing to say? Well, He's like, well, can you breathe? So, so like, well, you've been to Spinnaker a couple, num mm -hmm. actually you've been to Spinnaker every time I've been there. So mm -hmm. we're talking, we're going on our, my fourth Spinnaker coming up. And, um, and, and actually I truly credit you for my success at Spinnaker because you <laughs> saved my hiney so badly, so well, um, you know, at that I didn't know how to dismiss the colors. Nobody gave me that <laughs> rule before. So Serena whispers to me from the side, tell them they can go now. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful for oh, that moment because okay. you saved me massive embarrassment. No, and just, that's okay. <laughs> they would have just stood there through the whole thing. They would have. That's, that's <laughs> was kind of the thing. So anyway, but I always laugh because, you know, we Ray and I, He, like I said, he's so business. And everybody knew Ray from the chamber before. Sure. I'm the newbie. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they all know him and then in comes me. And then we, I laugh because we both MC the Spinnaker Awards and he's at his, in his suit <laughs> and he's, you know, calling attention and could everybody be quiet, please? Could everybody be quiet, please? Can we pay attention, please? And then there's me running from around the room. Wait, everybody, it's time to be quiet. Sit down, sit down, sit down. And being my usual nutty yeah. self. And yeah. he, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody else could deal with that the way you've dealt with that. Years Probably back. not. Yeah. No. I'm a lot. <laughs> There's a match for everybody. I'm a yeah. lot. So um, at the awards, I like to say, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And people like, oh, yeah. she get, will. I'll wait. When you're ready, I'll wait. Yeah. And oh. people like, oh. <laughs> so if I said that, they'd be like, okay. <laughs> they'd keep going. No, you never know. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try, but that's a little calm for me. I don't know if I can handle mm -hmm. that. I'll let you, you do say that. It I'll let you do that. <laughs> We'll let Ray whisper in the mic. Right. I'll do my crazy. And then or you can just do wait. the Carol Stillwell thing. Carol Stillwell says, the rule is when I'm talking, you're not. Yes. Right. I do love that. She was our award, one of our award mm -hmm. winners last year. Yeah. She was great. So we I think she actually said that last year to them. I, I'm sure. Because she's, <laughs> I've heard her many times mm -hmm. and she does love. She, she does. And, and it's really right. funny. I, I was a substitute teacher and I'm like, you respect me. I respect you. See? When I'm talking, I'm talking. Then I'll call on you and it'll be your turn. Mm -hmm. And the kids actually listened. Oh, see, that's it's great. It's the adults that don't listen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of known for years of walking around to tables and giving people the eyes and telling them to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good reputation. <laughs> 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 it's 
fine. I don't know, right? It's a good reputation. No, to I think it's fine. I think when they see you coming, they know. They, they're getting there now after yeah. years and years. Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. People are like, oh, that girl, that woman's here. You <laughs> come over and look at us. Oh, shh, yeah. Jennifer's looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Serena. Yes, ma'am. What you been doing lately? Oh, lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> lots of good stuff. You want to start with the icky COVID stuff first, or you want to talk about more fun stuff first? How do you want to go? Um, any way you want to go is great. You, you choose. Um, oh, let's start with the icky COVID stuff. Okay, let's get rid of that. Okay. Um, you know, we're working on um, lots of different avenues, right? Like trying to work with the governor to open us up a little bit more. The restaurants are really suffering. I mean, to your point, Val's is, you know, there. I'm on a restaurant thread. They're on I, it. Yeah. And it's it's heartbreaking some days to see what they write to each other. Um because sometimes they're just talking to each other and not really to. to yeah, they don't re right. really think about it, right? Um, Declan and I and, and Senator Gopal are on it. And, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, so heartbreaking. But, um, you know, we're trying to help them the best we can uh, keep, you know, the to-go cocktails and all those things in place. Oh, yeah. Um, have, that's, a, that's a lovely thing. I don't think we should ever get rid of to-go no, cocktails. No, <laughs> you know, hopefully we won't get rid of that. that. I think that really works for people as long as it's sealed and, right. you know, we follow the rules. And and um, that's really helped their bottom line for, for restaurants that, you know, have a liquor license. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're looking forward to keeping that in place and, um, you know, getting more than 50% in you know, if you're not comfortable, then you don't have to go to the restaurant. So I think that's really where we need to move to. Mm -hmm. We need to move to where if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Nobody says you have to go out to eat, right? Right. right. Um, you know, you can still do takeout or you can do the old fashioned thing and cook dinner yourself, what? right? right. So what? <laughs> cook dinner? What's that? <laughs> so um, we opened, uh, we worked with, our offices worked with um, the v &A, And so we opened a place and I have to give a big shout out to Bell Works because I called Ralph Zucker. I said, hey, you know, v &A needs a bigger place to, to vaccinate people. And he said, absolutely, bring them here. And the Office of Emergency Services came, the state offices, and they fell in love with the place. I mean, it just worked out so beautifully. And now um, we, we brought in a special time for uh, special needs um, people to get awesome. um, vaccinated and because they need special, you know, they have they need special people to help them and, you know, make sure they're calm and, and walk, walk them through um, getting a vaccine. It's, it's nerve wracking for anyone, right. especially if you're going to a larger venue. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, it's, and if you've been in Bell Works, it is a it's big. It is the Empire State <laughs> Building on its side. Yes. So it is a very big building. Yeah, it is a very big building. And could be overwhelming for for anybody. So mm -hmm. um, we've done that. And then, you know, we worked to make sure our seniors, because seniors, unfortunately, they don't all know how to use, you know, internet and the computers. And so we worked with our, our towns and um, we asked our towns to have their seniors call them. And then we worked with Hackensack Meridian to get um, their, uh, the seniors vaccinated either at the Edison site or Bayshore and Riverview. So that was really um, a win-win. And then we worked for the teachers. Um, that was great. Yeah, we made sure because we want to get the schools open. We want to get the kids back in school. You know, we have so few school districts. Uh, Middletown just announced they're going to open up um, in another uh, couple of weeks. Have they been closed this whole time? Yes. Middletown School District. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go back to school, I think, in May. And um, so, you know, that's what we really need to do. The, you know, we're seeing that suicides, uh, teen suicide especially, mm -hmm. is up exponentially. Um, domestic violence is up. The, the call volume to um, the call centers is up 40 to 70 percent, depending on the call center. Um, 188 percent increase in, in requests for overnight stays. Um, and that, you, you know, it's just 
it's it's overwhelming for people. It this is. is just, a, you know, um, I just read a book in my book club um, about Hoogie, right? It's about the Danish people and Hoogie, yep. H-Y-G-G-E. Okay. And there's and he talked about a belongingness survey that they did in a belongingness study and how people need to feel like they belong and they need to talk to other people. And, and so this lockdown has really um, done severe damage mm-hmm. to um, just... I know me, I'm a, I'm a hugger. I'm a shake your hand. I'm a kiss a lower kind of person. And it, it's, you know, you walk up to somebody and you're like, now, like, I can't, you know, what do I do? Can, can do? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, luckily I have some kids still home that they hug me almost every day. Oh, that's, say, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> my, my 26 year old who's six foot five comes in. Hi, mom. He hugs my head, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it's touch. It's good. Right? <laughs> so, um, you know, at least we have that and we have puppies. So that's always helpful. Yeah. But, but um, you, you mentioned, you know, um, you have the kids going back to school. Our, our, our younger daughter, um, you know, who's getting ready to go away. You know, just last night, I she she was looking to find um, checks that she had gotten for her birthday because she's getting her hair done. Because <laughs> you know, mom and dad are not paying yeah. for the, the $400 red hair okay. you know, or no. blue hair or That's purple fair. hair. That's fair. Nanny pays for that. Yeah. yeah. So she thought she had given to me and she hadn't. And so I went upstairs to look for them and I was relatively positive that I didn't have them. And so um, she was in her room looking for them. And so I went in to knock on the door to tell her I didn't have them. And I came, walked into her room and she was sobbing. Oh, and you know, she was worried that she couldn't find them. And then I said, sweetheart, it, it's gotta be something more than that. And she's really, she's been virtual all, um, all through the first three semesters of, of, of high school. And now she's going back. The going back is, is, is having, su- is, is, is an enormous impact on her. It's, it's, she's very concerned about it. Um, but Aww. when you take that, the, you know, pile on what's going on, you know, that she's getting ready to go away to school mm-hmm. and everything that transpires throughout the year, um, she's just in a state where she's fragile. And I think that's what you see with a lot of younger kids, especially, yeah, and, you know, choice. high schoolers and, you know, that they are, you know, this is, this is nothing like they'll ever, hopefully ever experience again, but it's so stressful for them. And that, you know, and if, if the adults, you know, can't handle it with all the, your years of knowledge and of what to do. Kids. How's the 17, 18 year old supposed to be handling yeah, this? Yeah. It's just, it's just so overwhelming for them and you yeah. just see it. And, and sadly, um, they don't always share right. with their parents. Right. right? And, um, you know, or parents, sometimes don't even pick up on the clues like that they're throwing out. And, um, you know, I often ask people to make sure that they ask their kids every single day, like, how's everything going? And if they don't tell you, then call their friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I always had a, a, you know, a a relationship with my sons and my daughter's other friends. And like, you know, if I saw there was something wrong, I'd ask, right. You know, and, and that's a good way to do it. And you can be accused of being nosy and stepping in and and crossing their rights, but they live under your roof and you gave birth to them. And And that's your job. That is your job. (laughs) Right. right. So you're not their friend. Don't be exactly, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a challenge for parents. It's been a challenge, especially now with text messaging. You don't even have to call the other. The, oh no, you, text. you can just yeah. text one of their friends and like, "Hey, is everything okay with yeah. Susie?" And yeah. you know, just anything happened today that you know of? I should be right. worried. Like, right. like I think that that goes a long way. But you know, so many parents um, of teenagers that um, 
And the term yesterday, we uh, Wednesday, we were in budget hearings with the DCF. And the term is a completion when they talk about suicides, right? So you have attempts. And she used the term a completion. That word just struck me so, yeah. like, right through my heart. Uh. It went, like, like. It's such a horrible word. Like just right. to hear it that is, word yeah. is right. just so, so, you know, like, so parents that are on the other side of the suicide, right. um, they all say, I had no idea. Like, right. So few of them had any idea. So it's very scary. And then there's the drug overdoses. The drug overdoses are just out of control yep. yes. as well. So I was going to ask you. We need you. to get, get back to being, a, yeah. a, a, you know. A belongingness was, society. Yeah, I like that word. I do. I was talking to somebody who runs the Ocean County First Aid, mm -hmm. I think, or something similar to that. But anyway, okay. he was saying the calls that they're going out on. And I was going to ask you, because I know you drive the ambulance for the Home Tell First, First Aid, Aid Squad. squad. How do. long have you been involved with them? Oh, hmm. uh, 15 years. Wow. Wow. I like that. I get to drive the rig. I got that, to that's drive really the rig. That's cool. what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, so unfortunately, I've been in the back of the rig a couple of times. So like, yeah. I appreciate the drivers mm -hmm. who can get you there safely mm -hmm. and quickly. Um, but how many, like, I'm curious, how many COVID calls, like from the beginning, were you guys out on COVID calls and how has that changed now? And then what are the calls you're going on more? So um, in the beginning, there was only a handful of us on the squad, my squad that were um, either uh, willing or that we allowed because there were some older uh, members mm -hmm. that were willing, but we just said, you know what, you're in that class that we're worried about. So you like, you can't, no, we're not allowed. Like right. one guy, Angela was like, but I want to, I'm like, you're not allowed. Yeah. You know, right. he would call so me, can I come on this call? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, so it's basically myself, the, the chief, um, the president and the, um, the chief's wife were like the four of us were like running calls. And then occasionally we had a couple of other people that could jump in. Um, so in the beginning there were hundreds, like, at one point I posted on Facebook, like it's Groundhog's Day because we started with the call yes. for COVID and we just run the whole day. A yeah. um, couple of hundred calls, I would say, for our squad alone mm -hmm. um, in the beginning. And then they started to slow down as people understood what was happening. Um, I actually got COVID from oh, a patient. Wow. Uh, the, the daughter insisted that she hasn't been anywhere. She right. yeah. Well, <laughs> she had COVID and then I had COVID. So... Um, I was lucky I didn't have a bad case, but, um, you know, so we had, and then the, but what we did see, which was, um, frustrating was people didn't want to go to the hospital. And so they thought we could come check them out and we're basic life skills, right? right. So it's just a simple, like we could take your blood pressure. I'm actually one of the last EMRs, so I'm not quite an EMT, but I'm not just a driver. So I have like that in between. Um, I just never had the time to go finish. And you're then they, a little busy. And then they <laughs> doubled the hours you need. I'm like, well, now I really don't have the time to finish. But um, so you can take, we can take blood pressures. We can, you know, tell you what your pulse rate is. We can't give you, give you an aspirin. Like, so right. th there's things I'm working on to try to change that from on the legislative side, because, you know, maybe you do just need it aspirin you know we can't give you benadryl but we can shoot you with an epipen right so if you're if your allergic reaction is bad enough then we could stab you but we can't <laughs> give you a benadryl <laughs> you know which you can um, buy over the counter right, right. You know. so right. you know so th there's a couple of things that you know um 
We they aren't logical would... anymore after a while. Like No, they aren't. And yeah. then so many people were afraid to go to the hospital. And so we spent a lot of time trying to convince people the hospitals are safe. They're, they're separated, the COVID patients, the wing that you're... And people were actually passing away because they were ignoring symptoms of heart failure and that stuff. Like, you know, we lost, I, I tell you, I lost two different friends, two, well, two friends, two, they were obviously different uh, <laughs> from, from heart attacks that just, they ignored it and then it was too late. Yeah. And so, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, and even now people still, they're a little bit better, but mm-hmm. they're still a little worried. Like, what do you go, how many well, I heard that Bayshore Hospital has, you know, I'm like, no, I get the report every day. They have, you know, at one point, I think they were down to like 12 or something mm-hmm. COVID cases. And I'm like, if they have, whatever, wherever they are, they're not in the emergency room. So right. that's where I'm taking right, you. Right, right. They're upstairs. So let's. So they're afraid they're going to catch it. Like if they don't have COVID, they have something else. They're afraid to right. go to the hospital because of yes. the COVID. Okay. And so, but, you know, we put a mask on everybody and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there's those people that are just waiting by the door. <laughs> take me, take me. You're I need like, a day okay, off. Would you take me? <laughs> so we're like, okay, hop in. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ready to go. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Kevin McCormick, who's joined us this morning. Um, and th- oh, he did say that it was an excellent presentation from um, Connie Whitman the other day. David Hicks says, Good morning, Mary Elena La Rosa. Yep. Good morning. She must be a friend of yours. She is. I say, Thank you for joining us because that's a name I don't know. Yes. So. Nice, nice to have some support. Thank you. You shared with people you were going to be joining us today. I did. I did. How nice of you. How nice of you. So now your your COVID calls are down. I mean, are you not even really getting them that much? Um, They're not bad. We do get them. And actually, um, we, when the call comes out, it does tell you because if we, if we have to, you know, suit up or not suit up. Right. right? So um, we were going through PPE like crazy. Right. Um, Luckily, our mayor, uh, Greg Bontempo, ran a a PPE drive. And so we had we had a tremendous number of residents chip in and buy. Uh And, you know, uh, one of the uh, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts made the shield the face oh, man yeah. and really it was really wonderful to see the community come together another whole group of um community members uh, donated um dinners to the squad brought us and the fire department dinners and the police department uh every single night for a you know a short period of time but right. you right. know it was nice because we were just waiting at the building staying at the building instead of going home and back and forth and right. decontaminating and all that stuff we right. just stayed there and um and bell works actually also again i mean they're really good community partners for six weeks, fed the fed the hospital. Wow, thousands of meals. There was I was amazed at how many outreach there was like that. Like I know Red Bank did. Uh, Amy, who owns Toast. Oh, Amy, she's awesome. She's on my. <laughs> she's, she's on my me. restaurant. I know a lot awesome. of your restaurant people because I was doing some of that. Um, I she's was on, awesome, Amy. I was on Vin's Vin Go, Senator Gopal's. Um, LD11 recovery. Oh, So okay. I was on two subcommittees. One was Shore, which was right. Mary Lou Halverson. So oh, it was a lot yeah. of the restaurant they hospitality. They just lost Mary Lou too. I heard. Not to, not to, Mary Lou's still with the yeah, world. She, left, she just she left. left the- <laughs> she left the restaurant association. Yes. But they got um, Dana Lancelotti from uh, Ocean. She's oh, awesome. Too. Great, great. She's I'm really, really meeting good. Her She's really wonderful. Yeah. And then, um, and I was on the small business council with Jackie. Um, oh, okay. Fuerte. So, yeah. So I was, I've been on all those <laughs> very similar calls for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, the text thread, sometimes I'll pick it up. There'll be 45 messages. I'm like, 
And right. it's all of them. And again, it's so sad to see them. But they also share good information with each other, like right. where to they get. They have been very cooperative. They are. I've they are really that. wonderful to each other. It's mm -hmm. really great to see. Very I supportive. I think in this kind of environment, it's kind of like competition is not important anymore. No. And have having everybody survive because it's what's best for mm -hmm. our economy, for our state, for, you know, just mental states, physical states, right. everything like that. And, you know, one of the things they talk about, and, and I hope people are listening to this point, when you go to a restaurant, so many, because of the many people are getting unemployment, a whole bunch aren't, but those that are, are deciding to stay on unemployment, especially with the extra. Yes. So the restaurant association, especially the restaurants, are having difficulty getting people to come back to work and getting people trained fast enough. So please be patient when you go to a restaurant, you know, when you see, you know, help them, you know, bust your table a little bit. Too, right, right. right. Like help them a little bit. <laughs> stack you your can. plates. You can do that. Right. You um, didn't have to cook it. Stack right, your plates. Right. Right. <laughs> I, you just see it. And it's, it's one of the things that comes through on the thread. Like they have people that are just not patient and not understanding what they're, what's happening on their that. side. Right. And it's, it has to be, you know, as we open up more and more, you know, this, you know, you know, if and more and more people are going to go out, but not more and more people are going to go to work right, as right. we open up. This was, and you know, interesting that you mentioned that because in North Carolina last weekend, we came across that every restaurant we walked by was looking to hire. Yeah. Like, the, you know, that industry has just been pummeled by so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, so just, many different reasons. So just if, be patient when you're out to eat. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin McCormick agrees. Bust your table. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> he says, so true. It's the least we can do. Yeah. And I actually always did that just because I, I don't like having the messiness. So I always kind of did it. Anyway. <laughs> Elaine Shembray just chimed in and she goes, good morning and over tip your servers. <laughs> yes. 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 I, I try to do that as well. Yeah. You know, try to make sure because they're working hard. They yeah. are. They're they working are. hard. And, you know, we should be grateful that they aren't just sitting home on the couch collecting money and they came back to work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very much so. What are what are some of the things that um, you and your colleagues are working on, you know, to help out small businesses, you know, from a county level? I mean, obviously, we know that there's there's federal and, and state help. But I mean, I know that that um, with Tom, I, they're very everybody works so hard for yes. the county. So yes. what are some of the things that, you're, that they, are going the, on right now? The county did a whole program on um, giving out uh, bags to help you know, paper bags because the state is banned, is banning in the process of banning plastic bags. So the county did a whole thing to help um, restaurants and, you know, small businesses with paper bags and to, to give out. Um, they also have their own small business loan programs, not grant programs from money that they got from the CARES Act, which was fantastic. Um, on the state level, we just passed and the governor signed two bills uh, so far. We have a, there's a slew of them out there. So far, he's only signed two that I'm aware of. There might be a third that's getting signed today, but money that goes to small businesses, some money that goes to $15 million for the arts, um, $30 million for um, small business. Uh, Declan, um, Vin, myself, we all have bills. We, it's the same bill, but from the Senate side and the Assembly side, we're sponsors of a bill for $300 million from the CARES Act money to go to small business. Because when you look at the numbers of small business, and small business is is determined as 50 employees or less, right? right? So, you know, sometimes some of these restaurants don't even qualify for that if they're a little bit bigger. Right. 
you know, because you don't realize how many people it actually takes to run a restaurant, yeah. right? Like Absolutely. dishwashers, you want your stuff clean, right? Yeah, right? And so, yeah. so some of them are, you know, um, so we're working on language to help those restaurants as well. Um, but, you know, just there's a tremendous amount of money still left in the CARES Act. And now you have the American Recovery Act and that's been given given to us. $69 million billion is coming to New Jersey just for the state. And then each town is going to get money. Right. Uh, so. On top of the 69. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yes. Yeah, so. Well, and some of that money you were just referring to, is that the new that's coming out, the NJEDA, they're doing another round of phase four grants? Yes. That's okay. right. So, but that all of that is going to come out of the the federal dollars. Right. right. That's coming to the state. Right. Okay. So $1.9 trillion, the federal government passed. Oh, okay. To Not give right. us. Right. right. And so then each state's going to get their share and um, move down. But they, they haven't released all the guidelines for it yet. Right. So Shock. that's always a problem. Shocker. The yes. guidelines. We had a they had a, a call on Wednesday of this week. They gave us some guidelines um of what it could be used for. It can't be used to fill a budget deficit, which right. is fair. I mean right. you should figure that out. You know? Right. Exactly. Right. Right. But it should be used for COVID relief and, and stuff that, you know, if if a budget deficit was created by co- by stuff you had to buy for COVID, then then figure it out, move it, right. move the monies around. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. you know, do do the accounting the way it's supposed to be done. Right. What do you see coming up for um, tourism and and, and um, travel over the summer? Well, that's, I mean, I have to say when I was on the freeholder board and I'm going to kill, still call us freeholders because that's okay. what I was. But do you know <laughs> that either already on the elect thing, they changed my title to commissioner? Like even though when I was there, like when you file, you file oh, your reports for right. money, they actually took, somebody got paid to go in and change it to commissioner. <laughs> it was, you weren't a commissioner, you were a freeholder. Right. It's, and, it's so and honestly, confusing. like that we paid somebody to do that is just. D- like don't get them started. All, yes. Don't get them started about the t- the stickers on all the utility things in public because just don't even get them started on that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so that, you know, I was the um, uh, co-liaison with Tom to, uh, to, um tourism and we did a phenomenal job that our tourism director she was phenomenal she did a great job amanda stone is doing it now um she is they are just because there's so much in monmouth county and whether it's beach or farms or museums like you know we have a we have a phenomenal fire museum you know in up in, in upper freehold it's terrific like with fire trucks if you if that's your thing like it's great like and so we are sponsoring we're, we're going to give them some grant money by the way um but um you know there's so there's so much to do here in monmouth right and then of course through the state there's really great things to do so tourism you know um hopefully as we open the state up people will come um you know uh, down in long beach island in there they didn't really it was you would not think there was COVID last right. year. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Heard that. I was down there. I was like, okay. okay. But um, yeah, so I think we're going to, I think we'll do just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see that people are trying to book and 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 um, stay local so that they can drive to where they have to go. So right. hopefully, but again, Monmouth County has, you know, so much, so much to offer. I, I'd love to get the libraries back open and do those things so that people can you know, on a rainy day, you can explore those things right. as well. That's part of right. tourism, right? Right. Like Having something libraries. to do other than be outside on, mm-hmm. a, on a rainy day. Yeah. Um, I do lo- a lot of work with Amanda 
Stone at the tourism department and um, they've relaunched a new website, which is really user friendly, which is awesome and mm -hmm. really talks about. I worked with them with a subcommittee from Vin's committee on oh, Keep Mama Safe. So there's actually billboards all over Monmouth County about what's expected of you when mm -hmm. you come to visit in Monmouth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would love for that to go statewide, um, but we couldn't quite get footing on that. But luckily we got footing from the, the commissioners and um, to tourism to work on that as well. So, yeah. you know, I know that and the messaging across the whole state needs to be the same, like, but not not necessarily the same in the whole state because we know the state's different. Right. But each county needs to have a message that says, yes, come visit us. Right. And this is what we expect of you. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know that there was a question of ours. I heard on a call yesterday with NJBIA. The question is, you know, what are what's the rule? We know the rules for if you're vaccinated for travel, because now mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to quarantine if you've been vaccinated. Correct. You can travel internationally. We know the rules for that. But can you go state to state or what do you do if you come into New Jersey? Like what are the are the New Jersey rules? Have they been changed? Are they still the same? Yeah, we have to be clearer. And, yeah. and that's that's one of the issues that. I have personally, and um, I know that uh, some of my assembly mates share, is that our rules aren't clear. And even for schools to open, like it's very confusing. And when you need to close a school because of a COVID outbreak, you know, the kids are going to school. They have masks now. The kids that are in school, there's masks, there's lucite walls around them, and they're three feet apart. So if one person comes down with COVID, why are, if all of that is supposed to work, why is everybody else have to stay home now for two weeks? Right. So we need to really make very clear guidelines for everything. Yeah, I think one of the things that needs to be tested in schools as well and, and tracked a little bit better is the kids that are coming into school that have it. If they're sitting in a classroom, are they giving it to the other kids in the classroom or are they giving it to the kids when they go to baseball practice or field hockey practice or, you know, like or they're partying together on the weekends? Right. Are they actually transmitting in school? Like if a kid is sitting in a classroom that's got all these safety things and is not in contact with that other student at any point other than in the classroom, what's the chance? Correct. Like I'm right. curious about right. that. And um, interesting because as we mentioned, we have our daughter who just went back to school, but our other daughter is a teacher in Edison oh. High School. So we're, we're getting a lot of, you know, questions right. and it's just you're curious about the whole thing. And if the masks work, why, why are we not in school? Right. right. And I and I get it. And again, it should be your choice. If you're not comfortable, have the option right. to stay home. I, that was Mirac. I mean, our younger daughter, that was huge for her. And that mm -hmm. was it was hard for her to go back. Um, well, the apprehension of going back. Right. right? That because was you it. Haven't that seen was these it. People you kind of saw it. But like it's already hard to be a teenager in the real world without all of this. Yes. Right? right. And, you know, bullying and now there's cyberbullying and all that stuff. So, yeah, if you haven't been with them. And now all of a sudden, you know, your self-image, like, did I gain weight? What shirt am I going to wear? Like, it, you know, like what, you know, what outfit? Yeah. Is yeah. my hair the right color now? Yeah. Or, yeah. You know? It's like, you know, oh, I created this habit while I was working on. Now I can't get rid of the habit. I used, nobody could see what I was doing with my hand over here to keep me concentrated right. and thinking, you know, um, because I was on my computer. Now I'm going to be in class. And if my hand's going like this, because this is how I think now. Right. What are people going to say about right. me? Oh, yeah. She's weird. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's a huge and that's not it's not it's 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 human for the kids those age yeah. that age right it's what? it's part of their human nature just to be i think it's human nature in general right but yeah. the rest but of us would not probably say it out loud oh no the oh. question yes yeah. <laughs> no no we would not <laughs> we would not um there's been a few more comments let me share okay um patrina Paserno. yes we 
we love Petrina. We do. We have dealt a lot with Petrina in our office, and, and we can't say enough nice things about her. Good morning, and be aware of the time spent at your table so it can be turned over to the next group. Oh, because the next paying group. Is that she what writes. Petrina said? Yes, because we just had that issue. Yeah, we were yeah. going out to dinner for our girlfriends. For the you know, we have a group of ten girls that we celebrate no matter what. Mm-hmm. And we were out to dinner, and the restaurant was the other couple was just sitting there and sitting there. And we were told when we made our reservation that you had a ninety, 90 minutes. minutes. Yep, and they wouldn't get up. Yeah, so, so be 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 kind, difficult. people. We were trying to be patient, but it was twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then we have Susan Heckler, who said, we need more people like Serena DeMasso in positions of responsibility throughout New Jersey. Actually, our co- country could use her. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. <laughs> and then Mary said, Assemblywoman DeMasso, Assemblywoman DeMasso is hosting a fabulous event along with Bell Works and Fulfill on April 28th at Bell Works. Tell us about that. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> what we're doing is um, the, the Fulfill truck is going to come to the Bell Works again good community partner. And um, on Wednesdays, you know, they have that bell market. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So the, in conjunction with the bell market, uh, we're going to have the the fulfilled truck come. They have the offices right in their truck where they can help you get, um, if you need help with SNAP, if you need help with unemployed, anything you need help with, they're going to be there. Our office will also be out there um, helping with whatever you need. And we're asking people to bring food um, donations if they could. So that, you know, it's like a, a double, you know, so if you need something, come and we'll help you with it. And if you don't need anything, but you're coming to Bell Market to shop, bring some food, bring something. Um, diapers, wipes are also stuff that's so not kinda, always covered. Right. So it's like if you need help or want to help, it's yes. doing both. Yes. And uh, nice. um, uh, it you, you'll come in through the side. So the yellow and purple lots. David Hicks said, Serena for governor. <laughs> You got some fans. I do. You I got do. some fans. And, um, you know, governor could, you never know what you're going to be. You know, tomorrow's never I was going to say, did you start when you were a little girl running around? Did you think this is what you would want to do? Well, my, my, my Nana, cause I'm a Nana. My Nana always said that someday I'll be a Senator just cause I guess I always was yapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, someday you're going to be a Senator. And, um, so, you know, and I never really, I, I didn't do this. I, you know, I often tell the story that I started with this whole, my career started with a cupcake. Um, oh, now this is interesting. Do share. <laughs> when I, when I, when I moved to Homedale, we decided we needed a, I changed schools in fourth grade. I didn't want that for my kids. So I said, and not that it was bad. And I love all those people and my mother and father, whatever, all that was good. And I'm really still good friends with all people they went to grammar school with. So it's, it was not a bad thing, but it was just something that I wanted not to have to have my kids have a transition. So we chose Homedale. We knew we were going to stay there. Um, Katrina and I met each other in 1993. Um, side note, I my daughter taught her daughter how to climb out of a playpen, even though I warned Katrina that that would happen. <laughs> you did. Okay. Fair, fair deal. She it said, was oh, one? no, she won't. Yes, she you will. Did. Two okay. minutes later, they're running down the field. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I wanted to get involved in the PTA and my parents uh, my mom was always a PTA mom. And when we first got there, they were like, no. I'm like, no, 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 we have enough people. Thank you. I'm like, 
and the PTA meetings were only for the PTA people who are on the executive board. So my friend, Ronnie Infantino, and I both, um, she's Brooklyn, I'm Staten Island, um, <laughs> said, yeah, that's not how it's going to work. And so we you know, kept pushing and they said, fine, if you want to be so involved, you could be the cupcake lady. <laughs> okay. So I said, okay. okay. So what the cupcake lady is, is that I had to call 30 to 40 families um, every single month and ask them to please donate um, two dozen cupcakes. This is when cupcakes were allowed in school before the sugar police got involved. Right. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and so every month I would talk to 30 or 40 families and ask them to bring the cupcakes. And then once a month, I would be out there collecting the cupcakes and meeting all these people and then selling the cupcakes for a quarter to their sweet angels. And then in the end of the day, giving back their trays or whatever they brought. And so I got to meet all these families for months on end. Right. And they were like, oh, she's getting too friendly. Let's make her the secretary. Okay. <laughs> so then as the secretary, I got to invite everybody to the meetings because we did change the way the rules were. And so, you know, and from there, um, I got to be PTA president um, for six years, two different schools. And um, I was That's going- a commitment. Mm -hmm. That is a commitment. It was great. I loved it. I really did love it. I loved um, being a part of, of, of the school system and knowing, you know, the teachers and the principals and being at the school board meetings. And it was great. And uh, I actually was going to run for a school board. And uh, somebody on the township committee said to me, you know, you should run for township committee. You could be mayor someday. I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> I can <laughs> smile and shake their hands too. <laughs> They're like, it's two meetings a month. They lied. But, <laughs> but their um, minimum of two meetings yeah, a month. Yeah. I mean, it's been great. And it's just, it's really has been so fulfilling for me um, to be able to do this for my community and to just, you know, um, the, I was on the, the junior league the other day. They're like, but why do you do it? And I said, I really don't have an answer. Why? I just like, it's, I almost do it because it's selfish. Like, like for me, I get even the first aid squad, like I get to see a reward for what I do. Right. Right. Like as crazy as that is, like, so I help you get unemployment and my staff helps you get unemployment. And we help. like, that was just like, so like somebody got helped. Like, it's like, it's really like, I don't know. So your middle name is really Serena Helped Maso? Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay. You, you know, go. my dad was a policeman. I guess, you know, it's just always been that public service. Mm -hmm. My sister's a, uh, just retired, actually, luckily, from New York City Police Department. She wow. So, um, you know, our family's just been always geared towards public service and, mm -hmm. and giving back. Right. So. What's your just, favorite thing you've done in like in all your years of public service? What is the thing you're most proud of? Oh, God. Um, I had to dig. You, I, yeah. I wanted to challenge you with something. You're just coming off way too easy here. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, I just think, you know, I, I love the first aid squad. Um, I really, you know, get to, I, I love sometimes seeing people's reaction. Like when I go there and they're like, are, 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 are you the mayor? <laughs> you know, uh, yes, I was the mayor. And they're like, Oh, one lady actually said, you know, did you, does the mayor know she has a twin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, you know, she never got until, I, it, true story. She just kept saying, I can't believe how much you look like the mayor. I can't believe how much you look like the mayor. And, and like, I felt terrible. Like, she was really so sincere. And the, the police officers on the scene were calling me by my full name, like Serena and Serena <laughs> Damaso. And she was not, Getting it wasn't it. sinking in. And then her father, who happened to be staying with her from Long Island, came home. It was the mom that fell. So oh. the father comes home and he's like, what is this, Mayberry? The Mayberry? mayor's answering calls? And she said, 
you are the mayor? I said, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> she was just really going for it. <laughs> but like, here's this guy who didn't recognize. Like, like, I said, how do you even know? He goes, I went to your meeting. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for coming. Because honestly, my hair's in a ponytail. I don't always have makeup on. I don't really look exactly the same. Because you're doing that as you. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a, per- there's a big Difference, I think. By the way, you're, there's a whole grassroots going on. Jessica Lee Evans from Davis and Eastman Munoz Payone. Um, <laughs> and let's see who else is on here. Um, and David, they're all, they've, they've got your campaign started. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. I'm reading these things. They're very funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you are, there's always the private and the, pers- the mm-hmm. public, but you seem to be very tied in. Yeah, I'm not very private. <laughs> Neither am I. No, like, I'm not very private. And you kind of seem like you are who you are no matter what. Like pretty yeah. much. Okay. Yes. That's great. You know, um I'm, I'm a the, fan of that. Yeah. On the I'm on the I'm the chair of the Bayshore Hospital Foundation, right? And the one thing they they're always like, Okay, we'll get Serena to do it. We'll get, get you know. But the emergency room is coming along. That's something I'm really proud of. Yeah, that that's... emergency room, and I have to be honest, and they'll all tell you, I've fought really hard for that because we were getting a $67 million emergency room and then they Rarit and Bay joined. And so they're like, okay, we'll just split the money we had. I'm like, oh no, you are not. Oh no, you are not. This is my child. You are not taking half the money. And so we ended up at around 49 million for the nursing, for the um, emergency room. And um, we've raised, we're so super proud. We've raised um, $15 million of our, the foundation raised wow. over $15 million. Wow. So that's um, great. Yeah, it really, it's so wonderful. It's so beautiful too. Every time I go in there, like, it's I hope you're not in there because you're going in as a page. Oh no, no you're going get when to, you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you're I get the tour of, it's not open yet. Okay. It should be open soon. But that's been, that's Most, been a need for a long time. A really long time. I mean, and now it's like, and when, um, I've been on their board since 2006 as well, before Meridian took it over. And people that lived literally across the street wouldn't go to Bayshore Hospital. So I've really seen it grow and change. And um, one of my first meetings, I'm like, this is your length of stay? And I went, oh, no, I wasn't going to talk. (laughs) Oops. Because, you know, my husband being a physician, I know – you know, and they're like, what do you know about it, Missy? <laughs> <laughs> a little, just a little just bit. bit. So just then I ended up being in charge of quality control. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then so, so from there, I've just, it's just, so Bayshore Hospital is like my, my uh, baby. So do you have a, like real, you know, a real job? Like, do you still practice law? Are you still a practicing attorney? Do you, or do all these volunteer, like, are they all volunteers? Some of them paid? I don't know Nothing, any. No, the, the assembly thing is paid but other than that nothing is paid okay. so um i gave up um practicing law a long time ago uh, when i started to have children there's a decision we made for our family that i would stay home and and take care of the kids and that was fine with me i just thought that was great and i'm glad i'm blessed that we were able to do that mm-hmm. um you know not everybody can and no, that's yeah. okay too uh so i was really lucky and then um when i got back into the workforce like with volunteering for um first aid or what, or even honestly, the first thing was the township committee meetings, right? So I had a tremendous group of friends, like Katrina being one of them, um, that group of 10 that, right. you know, would pick up one of my kids at a baseball practice or whatever, or drop them off. And then I would reciprocate when I could. Right. But, you know, we had a really good network support, to yeah. keep, um, so that I could do, uh, what I needed to do for the town. But, um, 
So I, I would I, like to go back and practice, but I don't know when I actually I like fit it her in. Then. Yeah. Cause I got yeah. this job just volunteering. I don't have any experience. <laughs> I just said yes to everything and kept volunteering and mm -hmm. doing stuff. And that's right. like, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, but it's, it's, you know, you learn so much. You do more you than do. you would ever learn studying something. It just, you know, yeah, it's amazing. Even, uh, you know, as a freeholder, I was mostly all the environmental things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I had a mosquito commission and ticks and I learned so much, so many things doing that job. Right. Um, you know, I was also, I used to, they used to make fun of me. I had bugs, garbage and dead people. Oh, <laughs> nice. <what? laughs> Let's put the cheery just, person there. <laughs> I had, you know, the, 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 the dump, you know, and the, and the recycling. And so I've learned so much. And then I had the, um, the, uh, um, not the, what are you, the medical examiner's office. It was great. Yeah. Right. So that's why when I got tourism, when, when Tom shared tourism, I was like, oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> so what did the difference, I'm not even looking at the clock because I'm having so many questions. I'm, I'm sorry. I am doing all go the ahead. talking. We're, we're, okay. Go ahead. You got um, a couple in. <laughs> okay. um, the difference between being at the county level and now at the state level in the house, mm -hmm. like what's. What are you finding the major difference and where can you all this help and good other than just writing legislation? What do you get to do or, you know, um, do you get one of my questions because yes. I don't really so, know my asking, asking so, well. Um, the, the freeholder board, a commissioner board is very is more administrative. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they, there's a thousand lane miles that we would are in charge of and and. 400 and some odd bridges. And so we were in charge of doing those things in the parks and the library. Um, you know, quite honestly, when I moved up to the freeholder spot from the local level, like I like to hands on and help people. So I was a little bit disappointed because it was less hands on, you know, direct right, to thought, people right. than I thought it would be. And, you know, Sandy hit um, and um, as awful as Sandy was, it gave me an opportunity to really help people and to be out there and, you know, clean up when I had to clean up and, you know, hug somebody when they needed, when you were allowed to hug <laughs> people. Um, you know, there's pictures of me on Facebook of like this poor little old lady and she just was so broken down that her house was destroyed. Like, and I, I could do nothing right. really but to hug her mm -hmm. and, um, you know, have, you know, food drives or whatever we needed to do. So that was you know, and it's still, we're still helping people with Sandy, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but we, you know, it, it did give you an, an opportunity. Um, but you were in the majority and right, you know, as a commissioner, right. you would be in the majority. And so things you needed to get done, you really could get done. Um, now in this legislature, we're in the minority and it we're in it's we're in a minority where it's a little it's a little bit better in the Senate side because mm -hmm. they, they don't have as many seats to play with. Like for our side, they have like 11 seats, so they don't really need us unless they need an emergency appropriation. And um, so it's it makes it a little bit difficult to move things through. So you have to make friends and you have to, you know, kind of work with the other side and find somebody that agrees with what you're what, you know, you're pro. And, you know, maybe you have to not necessarily compromise, but find a common ground mm -hmm. on legislation that you can move forward. Um, I have to say though, most of the, without exception, the, the, all the department heads are very respectful, no matter who's calling them, um, you know, getting back to you with answers and, you know, uh, trying to help you if, if they can. Certainly the department of labor, um, 
he calls often. He calls me all the time, but it's still we're not getting anywhere. It's just so great. <laughs> but like, he's very he's trying. Very, he's trying. He's very nice, but he sometimes doesn't get you know get his his. Uh, we're still not. We still have over sixteen hundred people that we have on, on that can't collect their unemployment for some reason. Well, we're using antiquated systems. Is mm-hmm. really right. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you hit the back button and it's all over. You hit the wrong number. It's all over. You, you know, we, I was furloughed for a while over the summer and um, it, it was not the easiest thing in the world to figure out. No. I have to say, you know, and, and we've, we actually in the cha- chamber office have called a few, you know, gotten a few calls in mm-hmm. and with my connection with Vin, he's been like, call us if you need. So I've been able to refer people directly to his mm-hmm. office and he's helped a couple of people and it's just, you know, but it's. And it gets so frustrated. You don't know what to do. Yeah, it is frustrating. And there's people, and some of the stories are just heartbreaking. They are. Where, you know, we have one lady, her son's getting married and she hasn't gotten paid and she doesn't have money for a plane ticket to go see her son get married. And we're like, can you, you know, like her friends are going to help her and chip in. Right. But. Come on. But, can't you right. just pay her out? She's entitled to the money yeah. and she's earned so, the money. You know, so, had, yes. You know, and then now renters, um, you know, they the, the governor put a moratorium on evictions. Right. And so people and we're seeing it through everywhere. People are just not paying their rent. Right. And, and they can. Some people can yes, and are can. not. And so now they're allowing ten, uh, the the um, the renter. What, what am I thinking? What is the right name? The tenant. The tenant. Who's the person who rents it? Oh, the landlord. The landlord. Oh, my gosh. Went right out of my head. Anyway, <laughs> um, they're allowing the landlord to apply for funds. But now you need the tenant to sign off. So these tenants aren't signing off because they have to say they don't have the money. Right. But some of them do have the money. So now. Yeah. And I mean, landlords but, have been like people didn't oh really, gosh. you know, people. I have on the calls. You hear how many people own commercial le- commercial properties how many people own and that's their income and they've now lost their income and because some of the, them are just two family homes right that right. this other the, ten, the tenant is helping pay their mortgage right and now they're not paying the mortgage and now they're going to go into arrears on their mortgage. i mean it's just so crazy and um a lot of people aren't paying their electric bills and some people can't listen there are people that just can't. can't we get it but there are but they're also not looking for that help njng um right. PNL, right. have grant programs yes that right. you can apply for and get your bills paid and they're just not. Right. Because they don't have, have to. to. And right. that's, you know, all of these unintended consequences of the lockdown and of moratoriums and the things that are happening are, you know, you don't even realize. I, I, well, and now we do realize. So we have to. Why aren't we fixing it? That's really well, one of the most stressful things for me. Yeah. Because you look at the time. I mean, how many industries pivoted, made changes mm-hmm. and, and work can go on. People can work job, you know, income, we can get back. Yes. And we just need to do that and be allowed to do that. And I think after a year, I think the companies that haven't figured out how to stay safe after a year are probably not in business anymore. Right. Most likely. We lost a third of our small businesses. I was wondering like how many. Really, it's a terrible, a third so far. And so many are just on the And it's still going to, if it doesn't come back soon, it's still going to be. It's going to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as the summer months approach, I heard it on the radio here, like we're going to have 6.6 million people completely vaccinated by Memorial Day. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's fully two-thirds of people in in the state. Right. And let's start telling people now. Right. Right. And that was one of the frustrating things in the 
in the beginning and I just stopped asking after a while, like, why can't you give us, an, and the answer was, do you want us to lie? No, I'm not asking you to lie. I'm asking you to say, if A happens, then B is going to happen. Right. If B, C happens, then D is going to happen. If they don't happen, then these don't. Just give people some guidelines, like right. what they should be expecting, what they right. should be looking right. for. I love that you say that because you're saying that and you're asking the question higher than you are. Yes. And you're, we're getting the questions on all these calls that I'm on in our office what can you tell me about? If mm-hmm. this happens to this, how can I prepare? We as a chamber, we make our money running events. Yeah. You know, and it, the guidelines are not super clear. We're doing the best we can. Right. We, you know, we pivoted from closing the office on Friday the 20th to having our first vir- virtual event on Monday the 23rd. I mean, we did it like that and we kept going the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we've created some really cool stuff. Right. In the, in the meantime, but it's very, you know... Every business is asking. Every business around right. the whole and they're state calling is asking. Us and and we're right. sending the questions and getting nowhere. A lot yeah. of times, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they're very, you know, most of the staff is very, you know, they'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we can, Assemblywoman, but they're not. Getting they're, they don't, they don't the get the answers, right? right. Yeah. 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 It's very, very frustrating. It is. It it's is frustrating. frustrating. Um, so we have only four minutes left. Oh, wow. And, and it goes fast. Yes, right? it does. So we're going to see you on June 9th. You are. We don't get as, you know, our our MC of the evening, who run, our chair of the event, allows you to only speak for two minutes to accept your okay. award, you know. So you got that down. Like, you can get to two minutes. I can. Because we'll just make sure this is available for me to listen to <laughs> on the uh, two minutes is easy. And, and I didn't even, I have your bio here and it's so full of amazing stuff and I didn't even read it. So people who go to Spinnaker will be able to read your bio. Oh, great. So, so they'll even be able to hear more about it. They can call the office and ask us about you. They can call your office and they ask can. about you. Katrina would love to tell them all about you. I'm sure she would. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, I want to thank our sponsors for Spinnaker. Mm-hmm. Um, thank our sponsors for all of our events. We hope to have people joining us in person and uh, staying up on our our virtual events as well as we're trying to offer right. everything. Um, any last parting words for your constituents, Assemblywoman? Oh, sure. I, honestly, <laughs> um, if, if I can help with anything, please don't hesitate. Our office number is 732-444-1838. And so if I can help you, our staff, we have, we are, I am so blessed. We have a really phenomenal staff. Shauna is our chief of staff. Um, she, she works hard. Katrina, Marilena, um, Derek, Bo, we're all good people and, and looking to help whoever they can. Um, you can email me. It's A-S-W-D-I-M-A-S-O. A-S-W, Assemblywoman. Oh, A-S-W, Okay, got that. W, not S. A W A S W. Chris got it. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I was a little slow on that one. Thanks for laughing, Chris. Um, okay, also at, at njledge at, at org. Okay, and um, just don't put anything crazy in the email because it goes to spam. Then okay, I had some lady yesterday, uh, some uh, constituent yesterday, be upset I never responded, and then we never found the email, and we found it in spam and then I responded. And then you responded. Yes. It's, spam sometimes is really picky and greedy. And yeah. it'll take a lot of stuff. Yeah, and the state probably has some probably tight she put some cat things in like cat um, it, emojis in it. So So uh, yeah. Probably yeah. what kicked it into yeah. um spam. Spam. So and I also forgot before we leave, I'd like to thank Provident Bank for sponsoring both of our breakfasts 
meetings we've had this month, our, our Connie Whitman on <laughs> virtual and our Dan Simon at Sheraton next Wednesday. So yeah. thank you for Providence. I'm for looking forward support. to that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's great. It's not, we're very excited. Yeah. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, and this studio is very cool. Oh, yeah. And and we could mention that as a member of the as a member of EMAC, you get a free podcast. You get to come in here and do this. And this is a very my yes. son would love this, this studio place. is awesome. And then if you're a member, you also get discounts here. Oh, um, how to wonderful. run your podcast series. So, wow. I mean, it's really I mean, he would really. Right. I mean, I have easy. I have brought my kids in to observe while I'm working. Mm-hmm. I actually had one daughter co-hosted one time. Oh, so how cool. It's really fun. It's a, you know, I do bring in people who actually are involved in the chamber, but every <laughs> once in a while, it's nice to have that that call in the Eckhoff family to be uh-huh. able to say, hey, yeah, <laughs> what do you help mom out here? Yeah. So, I mean, it is. It's a very awesome, the Fantastic yeah. Four, yeah. like all yeah. this event. Oh, yeah. It's, stuff. it's, you can look right, for hours. a little Golden Girls. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. Golden Girls. Right. We got, you know, we got a, a, a funny pickle up there. I don't know. So, anyway, with that, we will say thank uh, you very much. We will be back on the 23rd of April with Brian Puzo, who is our Spinnaker Award winner for Emacs Next Generation. Yes. So thank you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good seeing you. <laughs>